there's incredible opportunities with teams, with leagues, with companies that are working within the world of sports. There's a lot of opportunities. One of the things that we do at 76 Capital is we have our weekly newsletter, which is called This Week in Sports Business. And in that newsletter, every single week, we have a whole section that has all the different job opportunities across the different companies that are in our portfolio. We have a list of those opportunities on our website at 76capital.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looking Forward, opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. If that describes you, then this is the podcast for you. If you're a freelancer, a startup or small business, a well-established company, a nonprofit, or even someone thinking about a second or possibly a third career, this is for you too. You see, here in Looking Forward, we focus on global trends in the future, but most importantly, on the opportunities they're creating. Our guest experts will not only tell you about those opportunities, they will also give you some tips to help you take the first steps toward capitalizing on them. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. Hi, everybody. Are you a sports participant, a sports fan, or are you simply interested in learning about the huge number of global opportunities the business of sports might offer you? If you fall into any of those categories, then you'll definitely want to tune into this episode of Looking Forward to listen to what my guest expert, Wayne Kimmel, has to say. As you'll hear, Wayne's living proof of how someone can capitalize on the opportunities the business of sports can offer. To learn more about Wayne, listen to the episode or check the show notes. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Okay. Let's get started. Well, hi, Wayne. Welcome to Looking Forward Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have somebody from my hometown of Philadelphia on the show. And not just that, that we have in common, Wayne, but I happen to love sports. As a child, I was fortunate enough to go to world championship games where the Philadelphia teams won. The Eagles in 1960 when they beat Vince Lombardi and the Sixers when they had Will Chamberlain and they beat their rival, the Celtics. And then in 1980 years later, wasn't a kid then, I was there when the Phillies won the World Series against Kansas City. So I've had my share of World Series thrills. I love sports and I love this topic and I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Wayne, I want to start out by saying that you're obviously an expert on what's happening in the business side of sports. I'm sure you're also interested in the spectator side as well. What got you involved in the business of sports in the first place? I'm assuming that you've been a sports fan for a long time. I don't know if that's been from the time that you were a child like me, or maybe it started later. Well, Jeff, first of all, once again, thanks for having me on your show. This is awesome. I love the positivity and all the things that, that you're all about and your show's all about. And that's what we're all about at 76 Capital, which is the name of my business. And we are all about getting behind amazing entrepreneurs who want to do the next thing in the world of sports. And I'll tell you, it's for me, 
I've always been a sports fan like you. I've always been a Philly sports fan, even though I grew up in Delaware and that was my hometown. And as you grew up a little bit outside of Wilmington and Chad's Ford part of the time in Pennsylvania, but always was a Phillies, Sixers, Flyers, Eagles fan, always wanted the local teams to win. And for me, now being investor and being part of the sports business world is really almost like a dream come true. <laughs> and it wasn't something that just happened. For me, this is something that was part of an overall journey where I really believed that I was going to practice law with my dad in Delaware. And that was the plan for me. After law school, it was the mid 90s. And there were these really amazing things that were happening. I was seeing friends who were creating these businesses and doing this thing on this thing called the internet. And they were creating new businesses and new technology. And I was like, this is unbelievable. And one of the things that was incredible that I heard about was there were these people, they were called venture capitalists or angel investors. And quite frankly, from my training at the University of Maryland or at law school in Delaware, like, I'd never even heard of these words before. And Someone said to me, like, you know, I said, I say, ask somebody, what's a venture capitalist? And they said, that's someone who makes your dreams come true. <laughs> and I said, wow, I want to be one of those someday. <laughs> well, in 1999, I started my first venture capital fund and started to invest in startups in the technology area and everything from health technology to consumer tech and did some really fun things and got to back some amazing, smart and nice entrepreneurs who had these unbelievable big visions. And to fast forward to answer your question, six years ago, I noticed along with my partners that there was one industry that hadn't truly been disrupted by tech, by data and analytics. And it was the world of sports. And I almost had to like say, wait, wait, come on. I, you're just a sports fan, Wayne. It can't just be there's got to be other things going on here. But we actually all figured out together that the world of sports had not really been disrupted or transformed by tech. So we went after it and started to become investors in the world of sports over the last six years. And it's been amazing. Wow, that is quite a story. I actually didn't realize that you were not so much involved in sports venture capital until the last six years, Wayne. Just a quick follow-up question. Did your dad get involved in venture capital? He was my biggest supporter, and I miss him dearly. He continued in the practice of law. My younger brother, Larry, became his partner and is now the one who's running that law firm called Kimmel Carter in, down in Delaware. And he's doing tremendously well in keeping the family business alive. I'm very proud of, of what he's done. I really wish my dad was here to see what we're doing because I became a sports fan and I learned everything about sports on how to play, how to watch, how to be a fan, all from him. And it's amazing. One of the stories I love to share with people is that I couldn't understand why my dad used to rush us home from Sunday school on Sundays to watch the NFL today yeah. and see Brent Musburger and Irv Cross and Jimmy the Greek and Phyllis George. I will never forget watching those shows. And I just wish that he had the opportunity to see me go into business with Brent Musburger a couple of years ago and wow. see how we built the sports betting network together. And last year, selling that business to DraftKings 
and just building a global or quite frankly, what it is global and it was national and going from national to global sports betting media network where you could actually talk about sports betting on TV and on the radio. And it was just incredible to do it with him. You know, the stories that he tells, talk about the sporting events. He's been at every single one of them. Oh, yeah. He talks about stories and he remembers everything, getting champagne poured all over him when he's in the (laughs) locker rooms of the champions. I can relate to what you're saying in two ways, Wayne. When I was in elementary school in Philadelphia, my class prophecy was that I was going to be a sportscaster. It didn't happen. So Brent Musburger, I understand what you mean about that. The other thing is I wish my dad was seeing me now in my second career because uh, he was a great guy. And I know he wouldn't have been surprised, but he would have appreciated it. Now, you started to talk about something that's very interesting to looking forward, and that is trends. We're not going to go back 40 years to talk about trends. We don't have the time. But maybe we can pick up in the 2000s, the early 2000s, and go ahead, Wayne, and talk about what have been, from your perspective, some of the big trends that have emerged in the business of sports over those past couple of decades. And what are you seeing trend-wise now? What's amazing about sports is that we had that movie and that book, Moneyball, right? It was like, oh, they're definitely using data and analytics across the world of sports and technology. But when you really peel things back, that was a few teams and a few areas as part of different leagues. And that was something that was really shocking when you really started to peel the onion back and see that so many teams and leagues were still not using technology. Now, this is, I would say, six to 10 years ago. Over the last six years, the speed of which the use of data analytics and technology is being used across the sports leagues has just really accelerated. The fact that you have companies like Apple and Amazon and Google via YouTube and just the major tech players that are now involved in the world of sports is absolutely incredible. The fact that you have an MLS where their whole league broadcasting deal is on Apple TV+. Plus. The Sunday ticket is on YouTube. Amazon is doing Thursday night games using Amazon Prime. To see the how fast this has all happened is amazing. And what this trend will lead to is, I think, even more exciting as you'll really start to see more and more tech, data, and analytics being used across the world of sports. So when we're talking about trends in this business of sports, You're really focusing a great deal on technology, on data, on analysis. We're going to get into that with opportunities. Is there anything else that you're seeing from your vantage point, Wayne, in terms of what's happening as a consumer? And this may not relate to opportunities. Free agency is just a gigantic thing. College sports here in the U.S. may be different overseas. We'll get to overseas. What are you seeing? in terms of things that might have an impact on opportunities? Well, the fact that sports betting is legal now in over 36 states in the United States has really changed sports and fan engagement in a big way over the last several years. That's one area. Name, image, and likeness. The fact that college student athletes can get paid is something that has also really changed the overall landscape of sports. 
And then I also think that just in general, the media deals that have occurred have really changed this whole landscape and the amount of money that's around collegiate sports as well as professional sports and leagues that are starting for high school kids and the fact that they're also able to make money as well. A lot's changing. All of that brings opportunity for groups like ours at 76 Capital to invest in entrepreneurs or business people that are looking to do the next thing, who are looking to truly innovate and figure out what's next and what are some of these opportunities? How do you make sports betting even more fan-friendly? What happens with NIL and what are the types of opportunities and how can student-athletes make more money? How do you receive your broadcast of these games? Is it through streaming? Is it on your phone? Is it on your tablet? Is it using new types of technology like augmented reality or virtual reality? Or where does this all go? And how do you interact as a fan in the world of sports? Okay. Before we move further, I wanted to ask you if you could please clarify for those who aren't familiar with a couple of acronyms you used. MLS and NIL, what are they? So MLS is Major League Soccer. Okay. The probably in today's world, the fifth largest sports league in the United States today behind the four majors. And then NIL is name, image, and likeness. Ah. And name, image, and likeness has been a really big thing across the world of collegiate sports. It's enabling student athletes to make money based on their name, image, and likeness, which was never something that was allowed under the rules of the NCAA. Which is the National Collegiate Athletic Association. We tend to take these things for granted. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah. So I got, I was very fortunate to have developed a relationship with the former NBA commissioner, David Stern. And right before David Stern suddenly passed away, he was a guest of ours at our 76 Capital Sports Innovation Conference, which was at Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies play. And it was in Philadelphia and David Stern came down from New York and I had this opportunity to interview him. And the interview is, it's on the internet, it's on YouTube, you can watch it. He was brilliant. As always, he was funny. He told amazing stories about expanding the NBA across Africa and his relationship with just all sorts of players, leaders from all over the world. And we were joking about acronyms. And it's one of the things that's in the interview. And he is so funny because he kept saying, I left the NBA. I started getting involved in this venture capital and investing area. And they kept talking about ARR and all these other things. He's, what the heck are they even talking about? Yeah, really. But he goes on this rant, (laughs) which is so funny. It's something to watch. I believe it. Yeah. And when we're used to a certain industry and we're in that industry, we take it for granted. We start speaking that language. You're talking about a variety of trends, technology, data analysis, sports betting, NIL, name, image, likeness, which I now understand. How much of this relates to the rest of the world? Because we're very globally focused here with looking forward. 
Well, sports certainly is global. Fandom is definitely global. One of the, I think, the most amazing things that we're going to see here in the United States in the next four years is even more interest and involvement in people across the world of soccer because the World Cup's coming to North America. To see that will be phenomenal. The Even just things like Ted Lasso, the show on Apple TV, that show, it's not just a, a game that's just being played in, in Europe. It's a game that's played everywhere. It's the number one sport in the world. So you think that's another big thing. The fact that you have fans of teams from all over the world. Just a lot of people in the United States think that the biggest teams in the world are the Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys. But <laughs> you think about some of these Premier League teams and there's, they have fans all over the world. And so the opportunity to market that team, their merchandise, their players, and have those teams play all over the world is something that it's really exciting to see what the future is going to hold with all that. To follow up on that, Wayne, do you find that outside of the United States, North America, there is this similar trend of looking at athletics from the context of data and analysis and betting. Is that also global? Betting has been global. We're, it's new to us. New right? to us. So okay. we're actually learning a lot from the rest of the world. But the other side of it really comes from the technology side and how tech's being used in sports. And there's certainly arguments, will be arguments from the soccer community in Europe and some of the technology that they're using, which is now some of that is being used in different sports here in the U.S. But in general, the opportunity to use the latest and greatest technologies, the world is where the opportunity is, just everywhere across the world to really be able to use all of that. So it's exciting to see what's happening across the world with all the new types of technologies. And for us at 76 Capital, we're investing in entrepreneurs from all over the world. So we recently invested in a company out of Melbourne and then have another investment in Switzerland. And we've invested in companies in Israel. So there's opportunities to invest all over the world and see how entrepreneurs are looking at sports. Because here's the thing. Sports is the one thing across the whole world that brings people together. You may like a certain, a certain type of ice cream or a certain type of politician or a certain type of whatever you like, and you may have arguments with people about that. But when it comes to your team, everyone's together. Everyone's friends. Everyone cares about you. all their and high-fiving each other. You may not like each other for other reasons, but you may be high-fiving that person because your team just scored a goal or your team just scored a touchdown. And those are the types of things, and that's the power of sports. The power of sports brings people together, and it's fascinating to see. And it's not something that just happens here. It's something that happens all over the world. And that's what is so exciting when you start to think about what could really happen on a global scale with sports. One of the big things that we believe here at 76 Capital is that the Eastern Division of many of the leagues that we have here in the United States, the Eastern Division will actually be in Europe. We believe there will be professional football teams, professional basketball teams in Europe. And the Eastern Division is not going to be New York and Philly and Boston. It's actually going to be London and maybe Munich and wow. other cities around in Europe because we're going to be able to, the way we travel, people move very quickly. Hopefully the planes will get faster and all sorts of things. But if we have all this 
new technology coming. What's the difference for a team to fly to the West Coast if they're from the East Coast? Now it's the East Coast to the East Coast of just the U.S. to Europe. What's the big deal? It's the same amount of time. Yeah, exciting. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about looking forward opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. And hey, if you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or maybe even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting, creation, and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers, or raise funding, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. As you know, Wayne, the big focus on looking forward is opportunities. And when we are looking at opportunities, we're looking at investors. We're also looking at people who are looking for a job. It could be their first job. It could be a second job. They might change careers. So it's a job seeker, a career seeker, somebody who's entrepreneurial, starting a business, growing a business, buying a business. And then, of course, people who are venture capitalists, people like you who are involved with 76 Capital. Where do you see opportunities for any of those groups? Well, we see an amazing amount of opportunities in the world of sports. As we've talked about earlier, the opportunity, someone who has a tech background that loves sports, that is really good at data analytics, someone who's really good at math, those types of jobs are out there. Someone who's really good at social media, there's incredible opportunities with teams, with leagues, with companies that are working within the world of sports. There's a lot of opportunity. One of the things that we do at 76 Capital is we have our weekly newsletter, which is called This Week in Sports Business. And in that newsletter, every single week, we have a whole section that has all the different job opportunities across the different companies that are in our portfolio. We have a list of those opportunities on our website at 76capital.com. We really are trying to have people certainly fill the job opportunities with the companies that we're invested in, but at the same time, we want people to expand their minds and think about what's next. How do you make your experience when you're sitting in that seat and watching a baseball game or watching a hockey game or whatever game you're at, how do you make that experience better? What would make you have a better time? What would make you enjoy yourself more? Because anything that you can dream of potentially could happen and you can make that happen. And you think about the way, the fact that things are moving so quickly. It used to be that you had to have a paper ticket. Now the tickets are on your phone. What if the shirt you're wearing or the jersey you're wearing was your ticket? Imagine that. Well, you don't even have to imagine that. One of our companies called Collect ID does that. And there mm. are many stadiums where people are walking into now because they're wearing a jersey that's a quote unquote, a smart jersey. They don't even need a ticket. 
They, they just recognize who they are when they walk through the turnstile and they just keep going in because they know they have a ticket. There's amazing new technologies and things that are out there today. You got to dream. You got to think big. And that's the opportunity. And to do that in an industry that so many people are excited about, so passionate about and love, that's what's so cool about the world of sports. Wow. Let me follow up on that. Technology opportunities for sure. And you could refer back to a small universe, the jobs that you say your companies are advertising. Are there opportunities for people who would be involved in marketing beyond social media, in back office administrative functions, in customer service? What are you seeing there, Wayne? There's opportunities all across the spectrum. It's all the different opportunities. And again, I think, but the biggest opportunities are really about being able to think big, think differently, being able to bring revenue opportunities to these teams. Because in the old days, a couple of years ago, the main revenue drivers for teams were ticket sales and their media deals. And they were the the vast majority of revenue that would come in the, the door for these teams. Today, the opportunity is, well, what else? How else can you, quote unquote, monetize that fan, monetize the fandom? What happens when 99% of your fans never, ever go to a game? How do you reach them? How do you Mm. sell them something? How do you make money with those types of fans? And that's what teams are thinking about. Because when you really look at this and you think about how many people actually are make it into the actual stadium or arena, it's a very small percentage of their overall fan base. They may be watching it on TV. They may be watching the game on their computer. They may be listening to it on the radio. They may be watching a game cast on ESPN and it's not even, there's no video. It's just the stats happening, right? But they're fans of that team. How do you reach that fan? How do you get them to wear your jersey? How do you get them to buy a product of one of your sponsors? And with today's technology, you can reach them. You can reach those fans. You can know who they are, no matter where they are and no matter where they're living. They could live anywhere in the world. They could be in another country. But you may be able to touch them and reach them and be able to figure out ways to, again, monetize them for you but also to enable them to have an even better experience, to be able to love that team more than they even have loved the team for their whole life. Yeah, good point. The power of technology, it really is amazing. So we have this person who is, let's say, living in Africa, okay? Or they're living in Asia, or they're living in Europe, or they're living in the United States. And they are hearing you now and they're saying, this is great, Wayne. What do I have to do? If I'm a young person, what should I be majoring in? If I'm working at a bank and I want to leave the bank, what do I have to do? If I'm an entrepreneur, what do I have? Can you just give us a few tips to get these people started to capitalize on these opportunities that you are convincing me are out there? Well, I'll tell you, what's amazing, Jeff, is a couple of years ago, as we've discussed, I wrote a book called Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel, and it was all about how to think like an entrepreneur and go out there and be able to try to make things happen. So I always tell people that it's so important to build your network, 
make as many connections as possible in the real world as well as in the digital world. So LinkedIn is a great way to start from a digital perspective, but also meeting people in the physical world is not a bad thing. So that's a, that's one of the things I tell people. And to do that means you got to get up and you got to go do it, right? You can't just sit on your couch. You can't just stay home. Like you got to go out there. You got to try to meet people, especially in the world of sports. The world of sports, people like to be out there and meet people and get meet people in, in person. So that's a big part of it. Also, just being able to have amazing digital skills, being able to, I always say, make magic on your computer. By the way, to be able to do those types of things, you pretty much can just watch a YouTube video and you now all of a sudden you've now learned a amazing skill. So to, to be able to say things like, I don't know how to do that, that kind of doesn't work anymore in, in the business world. Because just ask Google, ask YouTube, they will tell you how to do it. It may be hard, but you can probably find some video somewhere that can get you most of the way. So I think those are a couple of things. And look, it's like anything. If you have that passion inside and you're really driven and you want to go make things happen, you'll figure it out. You just have to have that persistence. If you're a great athlete or if you've played sports, you have to have that passion inside and that drive and that desire to go make stuff happen. And you will get knocked down. You will be told no. And they will say that it can't happen. But if you know, if you really know that you're going to go and make something happen and this is what you want, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out how to get over that wall or break through that wall or go around that wall. You'll figure it out. It may take time, but that's just how it is. And that's what you got to do to be successful in life, in sports, in business. It's all about being persistent and making things happen. Right. Having the passion and the determination, which will sustain you through all of those rejections. Thank you for those tips. They're excellent. Some people will go to college and they'll get a degree, say, in sports management or something like that. Is that necessary? Does it really help to get that kind of a degree? Is it more important to get a business degree or does it matter what degree? <laughs> what Jeff, you, you must have read my book. I believe <laughs> that you should get the most broad-based education that you can. Learn about things that you may not even have any interest in at first. Who knows? None of us know exactly where we're going to be as we go through this journey of life and what we're going to end up doing. And having a broad-based background enables you to connect with people, to be able to have conversations with people about things maybe that you may not even realize that you're going to have a conversation about because you may have learned something in school or you may have met someone that looks a little different than you. And that's a good thing. Like it's a good thing to have that really diverse background. So I don't typically tell young people that want to get involved in sports, go get a sports management degree. I really think those programs are awesome and you can learn a lot. You really can learn a lot. But I also think that if you're going to do that, you should take other classes and try not to just do all one thing. Get as much information as you can about other types of things and learn. That will help you throughout your whole life. Good point. Well-roundedness is very important. Wayne, we had you touch on the future earlier. You really looked into the future with the potential for, say, United States baseball or football to expand in Europe and so forth. 
So is your vision of the future that we're going to see the world shrinking sports-wise? There's going to be a lot more collaboration and inter-country play and that sort of thing? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think the future really is going to be all about the convergence of the physical and digital worlds and the experience that you can have at an event, an experience that you can have at home, and how that all comes together through all different new types of technology. We are big believers in augmented reality, so we think that's the opportunity because virtual reality kind of keeps you, closes you off to the physical world because it, you're wearing glasses that basically, you know, you can't see anything. But with augmented reality, that's the part where we really believe that there's an opportunity for really exciting development there. Okay. Does that get into something like the metaverse when you start talking about augmented reality? Absolutely. Okay. I think that the metaverse is something that is coming. It's here. It's not as real as it will be, but it really is going to be this opportunity, hopefully, for us to have an even more immersive, amazing experience when we watch our teams and cheer as fans. Terrific. Yeah, I have to just inject quickly that I had a great guest on Justin Lackey, and he is very much involved with a sports league that's based on or through the metaverse. Wayne Collectibles, where is that now? Is that an opportunity? Well, the whole world of collectibles also is really an exciting opportunity right now because it's not only just what you own in the physical world, it's what you can own in the digital world. And also this idea of, as one of our companies, Collect ID, talks about is sort of the, you have fidgetal item, right? It's a, it's a digital and it's a physical item. So you're able to have both that physical item in the real world, but also be able to use it in the metaverse, in the digital world. So I think that's where collectibles is going. And also this idea of one of one is something really interesting from a collectible perspective. So keep an eye on that where you have athletes or entertainers or movie stars or artists that have that one of one set list or one of one time when they wrote down those that song or that jacket or shirt that they wore at that concert back in 19 fill in the blank. Yeah. And people remember that and they saw it in a movie, they saw it in a show and you can actually own that today. That's the part that we think is really exciting. Boy, that's an interesting one. I haven't heard that before. This is great. Lots of opportunities, Wayne, some great tips. We can't end without you telling everybody what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you, learn more about you, 76 Capital, your book, and whatever else you'd like to tell them about. Well, once again, this has really been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on your show, Jeff. You can reach me at Wayne Kimmel pretty much anywhere on the internet, whether that's LinkedIn, on Twitter, Instagram. Our website, 76 Capital, has lots of information and opportunities for people to take a look at. And hopefully we'll find ways to work together and make this world a better place. I like that goal. I think you and I are again on the same page with that one. Wayne, thank you so much for being on Looking Forward Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. And I wish you continued success. You've gotten a lot of accolades and I hope that continues. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. 
And if you have any comments or questions about Looking Forward, or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.